morning. It's good to see you all out with us this morning. Thank you so much for being here. It's been an encouragement and a joy to worship together this morning. We're going to continue in our worship together as we open up God's Word and study from it over the next couple of minutes. Over the past nine months, we're into September already of, of 2021. At the beginning of the year, the, the elders set forth a theme for us for the year of being more engaged and involved. And over the course of the year, each month, Jeremy and I have presented a lesson that has been focused on that very theme and, and different aspects of our walk as Christians in which we can be more engaged and involved. And, and this month, the theme is being engaged and involved as a parent. Now, <laughs> I will tell you that when Jeremy and I sat down and started planning out the lessons, and it became obvious that there was a pretty high likelihood that this one was going to end up on my plate, Jeremy will tell you I, I hesitated, and, and I, I sought his advice a little bit as it pertained to whether or not this should even be a lesson that I give. And my hesitation stemmed from the fact that I am a relatively young parent. My children are eight years old and six years old. And I'm looking out on a room full of people <laughs> that have much more experience than I do, have been through stages of life that I have yet to experience, and I'm sure could add much more in terms of personal hands-on experience than I possibly could. Secondly, it's a very emotional topic for me, as I'm sure it is for all of you who are parents, to talk about the role that we have as parents and the importance of that role and the responsibility that it carries. It's a very emotional topic for me. And so as such, I was hesitant to prepare and present a lesson on this topic. Now, through some encouragement that Jeremy gave me, and, and as I began to think about it, I, I realized that it is not the job or the work of a preacher to share with you personal experience or best practices that they have seen or done in their life. But it's the job and the work of a preacher to open up God's Word and to teach and to present lessons that come straight from our Father in Heaven, the perfect Father. And so I'm not going to stand up here and talk about best practices in parenting. I'm not going to give you personal experiences I, I don't feel qualified to do that anyway. I have a long way to go as a parent, a lot to learn, and I'm sure a lot of mistakes to make. But what I can do is open up God's Word and see the instruction and the direction that He has given to me as a father to my children, and we can talk about that. And, and so that, that's what we're going to do this morning. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, it's, it's probably going to come across relatively simple there are only two points to the lesson this morning. That's it, two points. But as I thought about it, as I meditated upon it, I, I think the two points that we're going to look at this morning serve as a foundation that, that parent, parenting and the work that God has given to us must be built upon if we're going to be the godly parents that our Father in Heaven want us to be. And so my hope is that whether you're a young parent like me, whether you're a more experienced parent, perhaps a grandparent or a great-grandparent, 
that there are aspects of what we're going to talk about this morning that you can apply to your life and, and help the younger generation grow up to know, to believe, and to have faith in their Father in Heaven. So there's two principles that I want us to look at this morning. And the first one, I want you to turn to Ephesians chapter 5 with me. We're going to begin here in Ephesians chapter 5. As I started to think about the role of a parent and my responsibility, I was looking in Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 and 2 are are passages that we'll oftentimes turn to as it relates to the role a father plays in in the life of his children and God's instruction to us. But this is also a passage that over the last, last trimester, I was in the, the home and family class that I know several of you are, are in this trimester, and we spent a lot of time in Ephesians chapter 6 and Ephesians chapter 5. And one of the things that stood out to me was how Paul begins Ephesians chapter 5. Read with me just the first two verses of Ephesians 5. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. When I read that, in the context of what Paul is writing here, it struck me that my primary role as a parent in the lives of my children is to imitate God. First and foremost, before anything else, before we even have a conversation about discipline, before we even have a conversation about whether or not we're going to homeschool or send them to public school, before we have a conversation about what they're going to do as a career or what their future might hold for for them, before any of those conversations are had, my job as a father is to imitate God. And how do I do that? Verse 2, I walk in love. And I'll tell you, when we were taking that class, that hit me so hard. To realize, when I turn over to 1 John chapter 4, verses 8 and 9, God there is defined by love. He is love. Which tells me, as a father, I better be defined by love. Not just something that I tell my children not just telling them that I love them, but in their eyes, I should be love. Now, if you want to have a little bit of a scary experience, ask your children to define you as a parent. Ask your child to define you as a parent in the midst of discipline. Ask your child to define you in the midst of crisis, in the midst of training, when you've had a long day at work, when you're tired, when they just get home from school and they're tired. How would they define you as a parent? God is defined as love. And we're called to be imitators of him. I was thinking about Hebrews chapter 12, verses 5 through 7. We won't turn over there, but you can look at that if you'd like. The the Hebrew writer there quotes from Proverbs chapter 3 and talks about how God disciplines those whom he loves. Even in the midst of the most challenging aspects of parenting, 
even during those moments, my children should look at me and see love. Not because of the emotional bond that we have, not because of the DNA that we share, but because if I'm doing my job as a father, I am imitating God. And every time I look at my Father in heaven, I see love. And I see what he has done for me and the sacrifices that he has made for me. I can't help but see it. And therefore, if I'm imitating him, that's the way my children should see me. To know that I would do anything for them. That I do my very best as a father to walk in love as I seek to imitate God. That, to me, is the foundation of any topic when it comes to parenting. God has built his relationship with us on his love for us. And as such, the relationship that we have with our children and all of the decisions that will follow, of which there are countless, should all be based on this principle that I walk in love as I seek to imitate my Father in heaven. And secondly, it is my responsibility as a father to raise them for heaven. I was thinking about Matthew chapter 25 and the parable of the talents. You can look over there in Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 through 30. It's, it's probably a, a section of scripture that that many of you are familiar with. And we, we talk about Matthew 25, 14 through 30 in the parable that Jesus gives there in a lot of different aspects. We talk about it certainly as it pertains to, to the resources, the financial resources that we have been given and our responsibility as stewards to that. We talk about it from the perspective of talents and abilities that we've been given and the responsibility that we have to utilize those in God's service and in his kingdom to their fullest. But there's another aspect of this that I want us to think about this morning. Certainly the financial means that we have been given and the abilities and talents that God has blessed us with, those are gifts from God and he expects us to be good stewards of those. But I would say when you look at a passage like Psalm 127 verses 3 through 5, the psalmist there recognizes that children are a gift from God. In fact, I would argue that perhaps they are the greatest gift that God gives to us. And as such, we have a responsibility to be good stewards of them while they're in our possession. Look with me in Exodus chapter 13. This is a passage that that stood out to me. It's not necessarily a, a passage that is often related directly to the concept of parenting and stewardship. But it's it's an interesting passage, and I think it really helps, at least in my mind, drive home the point that even the most valuable and precious possessions that I have in my life are simply on loan to me from God, and that includes my two girls that are sitting right over there. Look at what God says. as, As he's preparing to bring the children of Israel out of Egyptian captivity. Look at what he has to say in Exodus chapter 13, beginning in verse number 11. 
And it shall be when the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites, as he swore to you and your fathers and gives it to you, that you shall set apart to the Lord all that open the womb, that is, every firstborn that comes from an animal which you have, the males shall be the Lord's. But every firstborn of a donkey you shall redeem with a lamb. And if you will not redeem it, then you shall break its neck. And all the firstborn of man among your sons you shall redeem. So it shall be when your sons ask you in the time to come, saying, What is this? Then you shall say to him, By strength of hand the Lord brought us out of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. And it came to pass when Pharaoh was stubborn about letting us go, that the Lord killed all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both the firstborn of man and the firstborn of beast. Therefore, I sacrifice to the Lord all males that open the womb, but all the firstborn of my sons I redeem, and shall be a sign on your hand and as frontlets between your eyes, for by strength of hand the Lord brought us out of Egypt. What a powerful reminder it was to the children of Israel to remember what God had done on their behalf. To remember that he took the lives of all of the firstborn in Egypt. And he spared the lives of his people. And as such, the firstborn was going to be God's. A reminder to them that all good things come from God. Even that precious child of yours. It is a gift to you from God. So when we think about that, and we think about that in the concept of Matthew chapter 25, I want to ask you a question this morning. If we understand that our children are simply on loan to us from God, that they are a gift to us from God, and that one day we are going to have to return them to God, what kind of condition are they going to be in when you give them back? When God looks at the responsibility that he's given to you as as parents and the precious gift that he has placed in your possession, what type of a steward are you going to be? Will you be the one-talent man who just kind of put it to the side and waited for the master to come back? Are you going to be more like the two and the five-talent man? who worked diligently to better what he had been given so that he could present it to his master when he returned. How are we raising our children day in and day out? Are we raising them thinking about eternity? Are we raising them thinking about the time in which we will return them to the Lord? I'm not... I'm not much of a storyteller, but I, I was listening to a podcast this week, and, and they told a story on the podcast. It just really hit me because I had been studying this very topic, and, and you know how it might be. If you're studying something and you've been engrossed in something and then you hear something, it just strikes you in a different way. That was the case for me this week as I was listening to this. The men on this podcast were talking about a, a tragic situation that had happened with a member of their congregation. It was an older couple. They had grown children. And their middle child, about 30 years old, and his wife were tragically killed in a car wreck. 
And they tell the story about the state trooper who was draw, who drew the short straw to go in to tell the mother and father about what had happened. And it was a small town, and the state trooper knew the congregation, and he called one of the elders from the church and asked him if he would go with him. And it's the elder that tells the story as to what happens when they go to break the tragic news to this family. And as you can imagine, as he sits in the living room and tells this mother and father that their child and their daughter-in-law had been killed, and the mother begins to cry, and the elder said that the father put his arm around her, and all he said was that this is the day we raised him for. This is the day we raised him for. Now, I hope and pray that none of us are ever in that situation, but make no mistake about it, as parents, we are raising our children to one day stand before the judge. And as such, as a father, the decisions that I make, the way that I train them, the way that I discipline them, the way that I love them, it's all looking to eternity. Everything I do as a father is preparing them for the day in which they will stand before God in judgment. That's the responsibility that sits on our shoulders. And when I think about that, the, the weight of being a father gets even heavier when I think about that responsibility that's been placed on me and placed on my wife and on the mothers and fathers that are sitting here in the audience. It is our responsibility to raise them for that day. Whenever it may come, whenever it may come, as a mother and as a father, it's our job to be confident that their life is Christ's and that their home is heaven. Now, ultimately, they will get to make their own decisions. Don't misunderstand me. But as a mother and a father, it is our responsibility, day in and day out, to be looking towards eternity and preparing them for that in the best way that we can. That may mean some late nights, that may mean some difficult conversations, that may mean discipline and more discipline, that may mean study and training, but it's all worth it when we think about them standing before God in judgment. It's all worth it when we think about how God is going to look at us as stewards and judge us based on how we return our children to him. Those late nights are worth it. Those difficult conversations are going to be had. When our mind and our focus as parents is heaven. You know, the specific methods and the specific decisions that you're going to implement as parents, that I'm going to implement, Ashley and I are going to implement as parents, the specifics perhaps are going to look different from family to family. You're going to make some different decisions than I will, and I'll make some different decisions than you will. And that's okay as long as our foundation is where it should be. We're going to make different decisions. 
And we're going to make mistakes along the way as parents. But if my focus and attention is given to imitating God and walking in love as a father, and if my focus is preparing them for heaven one day, then I'm confident that all the details will work themselves out. That we can grow as parents together, we can struggle as parents together, but everything we do as parents must be rooted in love and looking to eternity. So as we close this morning, I want to pivot just a little bit to extend a bit of an invitation to you. And still talking specifically to the parents in the room, I want to ask you what kind of example you're setting for your children as it pertains to your relationship with God. Not just in the parenting aspect, but, but your relationship with God. What kind of example are you setting for them? Are we ready for eternity? Are we ready to stand before our creator in judgment? And if there's some uncertainty in your mind about that, it's going to be very difficult to instill the importance of that in your children. In in order for us to have the influence and the impact on our children that we want to have and that God expects us to have, we first and foremost must make sure that our relationship with our Father is strong and real and vibrant in our lives. So if that's, if that's not the case in your life, I, I would ask you to give that some consideration. What, what changes do you need to make in your own life so that you can be a better influence on your children, so that you can be a better parent to them, better imitator of God in your own family? Perhaps there's, there's some who, who haven't become Christians at all, and I know there, there are people here in this audience who I'm, I'm sure the idea of even being a parent seems so far into the future that maybe you're thinking, I don't know why I just sit here and listen to this for the last 20-some minutes. This has nothing to do with me at all. Well, I would challenge you on that in, 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 this, in this aspect. Perhaps you're not a parent yet, but you absolutely are a steward in the eyes of God. He has given you a life. He has given you a soul. And he is going to return and he's going to ask for it back. What is that day going to be like? Ask yourself what it will be like to stand before God in judgment as your life is laid open before him. My my hope and prayer is that all of us leave here this morning confident in the relationship that we have with God, knowing that we are a child of the perfect Father, recognizing that we can have a relationship with Him here on earth that extends through eternity. There is no reason, there's no reason for anyone to leave here not confident and sure and rejoicing in that relationship. So if we can help you in any way this morning, please come to the front and let us know how while we stand and sing.